Thank you for listening to Interview with DJ Malterna. If you're watching on my YouTube channel, please like, subscribe, and share. As I always say, it's such an honor to have on the show. I have singer-songwriter and one of the founding members of a UK-based soulful indie band called Caramelian. I have Lainey Kaleido. Welcome to the you show. Perfectly. <laughs> you said it perfectly. I get so many different variations of all of my names. So I know, I know. It's just, it's just, uh, it's very unique. I guess you can say that. So it's not yeah. common, which is a good thing. That's why I yeah. always have to ask, can you please pronounce it? You know, I always ask everybody that comes on the show, even though it's a simple name, I have to ask yeah. because sometimes people pronounce it or pronounce it differently. But yeah, you, you know, so Mark Foster is the guitarist who's also. In, in in the band yeah yeah, yeah. So he's, wanna... he's played with me live throughout my whole songwriting well yeah I mean when I started playing live which wasn't really until my 30s I'd been in bands a little bit before at university mm-hmm. uh, and then I was writing songs making demos but um, I suffered really badly with stage fright so it was only in my 30s I don't want to give my age away too much um <laughs> Uh, but that was when he joined me and um, oh. and we started doing live gigs and I got a little bit more into the swing of it. I wouldn't say I ever feel comfortable performing live. <laughs> I love being at home in the studio. Um, but yeah, he's um, although he wasn't on my second or third album, that was just to do with circumstances at the time, you know, lockdown. Um, my my ex husband produced my second album, and he's a musician as well. We're still really good friends, you know. Yeah. We're co. Yeah. So um, yeah, so Mark and I have kind of got back together in a, a more solid way, and uh, as Caramelian. Yeah, I I wanted I wanted to acknowledge him as well because he's the duo in in Caramelian, and also I, I wanted to give my deepest condolences to the passing of your father, who of course is the legendary original founding guitarist for the Yardbirds. Top yeah. Top. Yeah. yeah, my my deepest condolences. I know he just he passed away uh, in January. Of so, uh, yeah, and uh, you know I gotta say I one of my this thing your song is just it's just constantly on my head now. I've been playing it, Ascension Heights. Yeah, that, that's, yeah. I've I've always loved his instrumental track called. Yes, Ascension. I love it too. Yes, I I I I. Uh, now that this particular now your this is your debut single. And you actually wrote the lyrics to this one, right? You put lyrics in it. Yeah. So I wrote I wrote the music to fit around the section that I sampled from his track. And I wrote the lyrics because we knew that he didn't have long left and he, he's had this dementia for quite a long time now. <clears throat> um, he sort of tried to conceal it for a long time, as you do when you don't really want to admit what's going on. Um and then he got progressively worse and worse. And I knew that he was just, he's a, an extremely spiritual man. I mean, I'm not really, yeah. I do a bit of Buddhist chanting, but in between, I'm a really terrible person. So, <laughs> um, but he converted to Islam back in the 60s. Um, it, just a very deeply spiritual man. And I felt like he was already he kind of definitely already left really by the very end but it the lyrics are really just to kind of describe his last couple of years just gradually making his way to his ascension heights and uh yeah, yeah. i've always loved that song we actually used that for our, our walk-in music for my wedding to, to yeah it's, a, it's a, and it's so appropriate too and in every way 
Yeah, just yeah. The whole, the whole I just, I just thought I've got to, I've got to turn this into a song. And I had this kind of groovy bass line in my head, and that's when I, I had an online um, mentoring session with um, Morris Pleasure Mo, and I said, uh, uh, "Would you play bass on this track?" And he said, "Yeah, I'll give it a go." So we we did it via Zoom, and I'm so pleased. Yeah, he's a great yeah. guy. Yeah, and it's amazing because he is uh he's a he's one of the members of of uh, Earth Wind and Fire. I know he does a lot of their their live shows as well. And I know he yeah. was involved in the film that Michael Jackson put out. This is it as well. Yeah. And um yeah. I know he's done some Roberta Flack stuff and I love Roberta Flack. I, I yeah. I'm interested to know which one in particular. But uh yeah, so um that's that's wonderful. He, he so he's tell us about the actual Member, I know that it's produced by Mark Gardner. Yes. Well. Um, yeah, Ascension Heights and Lion Hearts, both produced by Mark Gardner. Um, I don't know how much background you know, but I am a massive ride fan. I always bang on about it, but I've um, I I've loved them since the very beginning. And in fact, that's where Kaleido comes from. Oh, um, okay. It comes from their track, Kaleidoscope. Um, it's a long story. I didn't change my name. But I changed my name because I have an adopted dad, Alan, my mum's second husband. So I, I've kind of I still got a dad left, which is, you know, I'm lucky in the dad. Yeah. Department. Um, but he had a name that wasn't particularly rock and roll. <laughs> in <laughs> fact, it meant something quite rude in German. And and I didn't want to sort of disrespect either father. So I thought, I'm going to change my name to something. What shall I do? And this was when I was 19. And I changed it to Kaleido. And then for mm -hmm. the next God knows how long, I was explaining to people, they would say, where's Kaleido from? And I would say, well, there was this band back in the 90s. They're called Ride. And they'd say, who? If they're not into indie or shoegaze. And and then all of a sudden in 2014, 15 or whenever it was, they got back together. And all of a sudden I could say Kaleido is a you know, it's from a track called Kaleidoscope by a band that still exists and still going strong. So yeah, yeah I, so I, I contacted that, Mark. Yeah, I and, I know and he, he agreed. Yeah, I, I know he also um he also did some songs with uh with Robin Guthrie. Mm. Yeah, which is um amazing. Just beautiful. Yeah. I, uh, I I did an interview with Robin Guthrie a while ago, and did just, you? Uh, just amazing. Wow. What was yeah. he like? Oh, because I love that. I love that track. Um, and I'm a huge Cocteau. Twins. Oh yeah. Well, you know, Cocteau Twins is rule. I mean, I would love an interview with Elizabeth uh, Elizabeth Fraser, but uh, he yeah, he's he's just amazing. I mean, we you you should hear the interview. It's in the it's on my YouTube channel. Um, I don't think Elizabeth Fraser is a real human. I think she's this kind of angel, ethereal oh. being in the sky. And every now and then she comes down and sings a song, and then she she can't be real. <laughs> That's very true. She is <laughs> uh, her beauty. Her her voice is just amazing. Yeah, just yeah. everything about uh, all the all the collaborations she's done and everything. Yeah. But, you know, I, so I, I have this this song in my head, and I love the video as well that you put out on Ascension Heights. I I love oh, that. Um, I, I saw a clip there of, of your father playing the guitar. Is that you? Yeah. Uh, no, that's my son, Arthur. He's now 12. So that oh, was okay, okay. That was just before he was, um, I think he started to get ill a little bit after that and then eventually was diagnosed with dementia. So I think Arthur's about three 
two or three, maybe a bit old. I can't remember, but yeah, Arthur's 12 now. So he plays the guitar now. I'm sure he was inspired. He's inspired too. Well, actually, he's he's better on the piano. Um, he he is not that interested in guitar yet. I think that will change when he realizes that you know girls like guitars <laughs> or guitarists. Um, but no, he's he's pretty nifty on the piano. He doesn't have lessons, but um, but then I had I had lessons and it put me off playing because I couldn't get the sight reading. I I it doesn't translate into my brain. So I was writing songs from the start because I couldn't learn these set pieces so I would just end up copying other songs that I liked and then kind of building up ideas to write my own stuff so yeah you know I I, I know you have a special bond with your father because uh, you know I see this the spiritual aspect he was a spiritual man like you mentioned and uh you are too because I mean these songs uh, Ascension Heights and uh Wait for Me is another one yeah I think um I I try uh, well I don't try it just comes out that way I tend to write I I think one of my strengths is my lyrics because I I try and keep it quirky I don't like the old clichés um I mean they do crop up in my songs obviously but um yeah I, like I say I've always liked slightly dark lyrics lyrics that look beyond everyday life or looking at life in a different way um like, I, I I love the lyrics of the song. How you put that in? I you you mentioned. Um, I spend my life looking for the rainbow. It's quite beautiful. Yeah. Because we see rainbow yeah. in Hawaii all the time. Ah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's but, amazing. Um, and uh, and your your reference to dolphins and the ocean and just the beauty of uh of all of that. You know how it's all yeah. all, all together. It, well, it's it was like he was being set free, but set free very slowly. Um, it's not a way he would have wanted to go. So, so when did you write the lyrics for Ascension Heights? Um, that was a couple of years ago. Oh, okay. Um, when I knew that he was getting progressively worse, he he didn't really know who I was anymore. Oh. It, even to, I mean, towards the the last eighteen months, he he didn't really know himself either. Um, it's a horrible, horrible disease. We're doing a um a tribute. Uh, at the Eel Pie Club, which is a sort of legendary club in Richmond, Twickenham. Um, and uh, we're going to uh, try and raise money for uh, uh, Alzheimer's Society um, because it's just such a horrible disease because you, you you actually leave the planet before your body does. And yeah, it's so yeah. upsetting for the family. Yeah, I, I can uh, I can understand. I don't mention this on the air, but my father also had that and uh, he passed away as well as Parkinson's disease. Oh yeah. Oh, so I I can uh, I can totally um feel feel that for you. Like I I understand. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So uh, and, you know another song that I really like and <clears throat> I know this is uh you mentioned on <clears throat> on your uh, press release that is uh, wait for me is a sonic exploration of incarnation. Re- re- yes. Reincarnation. Is that reincarnation? Yeah. yeah. Reincarnation, yeah. Um, it was inspired by uh, an old friend of mine who uh, used to work in the music business and he's always supported my music and he rings me from time to time. And he gave me a ring and uh, said that uh, his nephew was having a book written about his experience of having these uh, visions and dreams where he could vividly recall being in a war 
And and it turns out that when he went to research it, it all the facts stacked up that it was very possible that he'd lived a previous life. And um, I've always liked that idea because we're we're all made of energy. And when we die, that energy has to go somewhere. So, I, you know, whether we come back as actual humans or I don't know, but I like the idea that we're always here. And, um, yeah, it was uh, the story's been made into a book, which I think is already a bestseller in Holland. And I think mm. it's coming out in England in July. So I haven't read the book yet, but I'd heard about the plot and therefore thought it would be great to write a, a song about that. So... I did. <laughs> it's it's a beautiful lyrics again, by the way. I have to acknowledge the lyrics here because, and this song is was produced by one of the, um, I guess one of the members of the Flock of Seagulls, Chris Mars. Yeah. And uh, would you would, did you know that a Flock of Seagulls was the first band I ever saw in my You're life? Kidding. Yeah. They, oh wow. I I was I lived in Guam, uh, an yeah. island in the Pacific, and. Um, at that time, they they played there back in the you know in in the in the eighties, uh, early yeah. early eighties, and um, yeah, and I got to see the Flock of Seagulls. That was my first band that I ever saw. A first concert, I guess you could say. First concert. Oh, okay. Well, I know Chris will tune into this interview, so um, <laughs> he'll be he'll be really pleased to hear that. He's um, yeah. There was no reason for not using Mark Gardner on this track, other than I'd met Chris through a networking um, group. Uh, called Supergroup Pro and we, we met up in London to actually meet each other in face to face the the whole group because normally we do these Zoom meetings and we chat about the music industry and what we're all doing and, um, and when I met him in person he was talking about uh, the stuff kind of stuff he was doing and because I in my head I wanted wait for me to be something that could possibly used in TV or film and have this kind of cinematic epic song and because he lives quite near, um, I mean, not that's not why I chose him, obviously. But I just thought I, I, I'm interested in working with lots of different producers. I've, I'm going to be working, hopefully, with another uh, producer soon on some new tracks. And he he's produced people like Tricky. Um, who I'm oh. And I can't quite think of any other name. He's, he's done a lot of really cool stuff so i'm just interested i like working with different producers and getting their their ideas yeah it's, it's, it's a beautiful song I, I i really i do love the lyrics is there a favorite tree <laughs> no, i mean i, I made that bit up <laughs> but but i do love trees i have a, yeah, yeah. a bit of a thing like all my childhood memories I, i'm really nostalgic i mean i've written songs about how nostalgic i feel and um quite often in my when i'm picturing my childhood there's usually a distinctive tree that i remember uh they've featured throughout my life actually interesting fact um i've uh, suffered with epilepsy since my teens on and off so I still take a tiny bit of medication but it's kept it away but when I was a teenager we had a field where I used to keep a horse very lucky teenager I was um, <laughs> and there was one tree in the field there were loads of trees but there was one tree that was fallen over and with twisty roots and whenever I looked at that tree I would have a seizure it was only a mild you know I wouldn't oh, wow. fall over but I would do all this weird stuff that you do when you have this type of epilepsy. And um, 
so in the end we we had to chop this tree up and burn it but I would still have a seizure when I saw where it used to be so I don't know what that connection was but um mm. yeah that's a rather longer answer to your question than you were probably hoping oh, thank, for. You. Oh, thank you for sharing that that's interesting, Very interesting <laughs> let's huh? just talk about trees <laughs> well trees are 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 the foundation to many things you know there's is 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 earthy yeah it grounds you to the earth yeah i'm i'm lucky enough to live in um a house that has nearly three acres of land and we've got a absolutely stunning oak tree at the end of the field it's so it's so magnificent is, is, is that where the, no i was gonna say is, is that where you recorded ascension heights um video no, I, I started the production. Oh, um, the the video. No, that was at my. I've got a little house in East Grinstead that oh, I used to live beautiful in. Beautiful home. Thank you. That that was. Um, yeah, I rent that out to some people now. But um, yeah, that was just shot. Um, I I just do a little uh shout out to Iveshka Ghost, who um shot the video. He did that and Lion Hearts. Um, oh yeah. He's a he's actually a very good uh, he's an excellent film producer. He's won awards for low budget movies and stuff. So when he said he'd do the the videos for us, I was really chuffed. Well, I, I'm sure and people if people listen to wait for me. They will always. Um, I mean, for me, I would I would um, you know I would. It's it's part of uh, you know just having that connection with with somebody that you love and you you'll never it will always be there. There'll always be. A connection no matter where they go no matter if they ascend it somewhere else you know they're yeah all that connection yeah that that's what i wanted i wanted it to be emotional but but uplifting and reassuring like a yeah, comfort it's very it, it is very comforting and mm. then you know and, you, and i know you mentioned the lionheart that's a, that's a, that's your other uh single that you release and that, yeah. that other spirit tell us about that one um, Lionhearts was, I was chatting with um, a friend of mine in the music industry. He was mentoring me at the time and giving me ideas, uh, go and write a song about this, go and write a song about that. And normally when people tell me to write a song about something, I just kind of close down and go, no, I'm going to write a song about what I want to write about. But this guy, um, he's lovely. He's called Jeff Franzel. He's a, a great pianist and songwriter. And he said, I was, we were talking about the pandemic and the the war in Ukraine and all the crap that's going on. And he said, go and write a song about it. And he seems to have this magic touch where when he suggests the song, I go and write it. And it seems to work out quite well. So thank you, Jeff. For, um, <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, I, I didn't want to make it a, a downhearted song. I wanted it to be, yes, there's a lot of horrible stuff going on in the world but we only see that bad stuff on the telly we don't see enough of the good stuff and we have to remember that most of us are lovely people the world is full of love you know we just need to stay strong stand together all that kind of stuff you know i was watching um an interview that your that your dad did uh, i think it was, it was with the bbc news they were talking about bb oh, yeah. king when he passed away and uh he was just talking a little bit about just remembering bb king and he referred to him to i guess to his to his music or to just as, as a person as an artist as very unique uniqueness a quality to him like uh yeah. duende and uh and that, yes. that stuck with me because i i believe in the duende and you know it's a, it's a 
It's a theory by uh, Pedro Garcia Lorca, who talked about the duende because it's reflected in in art and music and dance and the flamenco, particularly, but in everything in music as well. So um, I just thought that so your father is a very spiritual man and he's very knowledgeable in, in those kind of things. And he, yeah, uh, yeah, he he really did know how to spot um, those nuances in music that not everybody would necessarily get i don't know uh, he did once say to me that the the notes in between uh, the spaces in between the notes are as important as the notes um and and that was a, a nice thing that i picked up and he also stressed the importance of dynamics you know you don't always have to be loud 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 bring it back a bit so um but yes he he was such a, a big fan of proper blues music um that was his that was his life really you know, I, I know besides these 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 tracks that you release, I know you you uh, you also have uh, earlier music. You you released um in twenty twenty one how to weigh a whale without a scale, which I find a really interesting title. Yeah. Yeah. And um and that's uh that was that was more recent twenty twenty one, but prior to that you also released Quicksand and Shadows. Yeah. And yeah, that was recorded at home with my then husband, Jules. And yeah, and then Caramelian, the album, not the band, back in 95, 90, uh, no, sorry, 2005, 2006, around then. Yeah. And then now this one, will you be releasing a, an album? Um, I think so. Um, I, I think I'm just going to do each song as it comes and then possibly once I've got five or six singles out there, maybe then um because it's expensive producing an album um yeah. you want to get it right so um i think i'm just going to do each track as it goes and then possibly put them all together on an album with say four or five new tracks um so yeah it, it was started as a just something for fun really because mm -hmm. i think you can have a bit more artistic freedom i mean that shouldn't be the case but i felt by having a, a band name, I could explore more sort of styles and a little bit of a hip hop feel to the beats. Um, and Caramelian was obviously the name of my first album, uh, which Mark Mark Foster played mm -hmm. on. Yeah. And the name came from an anagram of our name. So it's, it's actually Laney and Mark, but an anagram. And so because we're back together doing this Caramelian project you know it seemed like the perfect name yeah it, it's a great name and Thank you. Uh, you know i i can't wait to hear the rest that you you're going to be um releasing eventually yeah hopefully you'll you'll be uh do you think it's going to be um in the same theme yes i'm going to stick with the groovy beats um hopefully some groovy bass lines i've got a whole bunch of songs ready to record and um I mean, okay. even this morning I wrote one, and then yesterday morning I wrote a Christmas song. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, <laughs> and and in fact, um, Dave Grohl, I know you're listening out there. This this song I wrote in my head, it sounds like the Foo Fighters got together with Lana Del Rey and made a Christmas song. I know that sounds a little bit strange, but um, I've decided that once I've written, uh, once I've recorded a demo of it. I'm going to get it out there to Dave and say, Dave, 
do a duet with me or get Lana Del Rey to do a duet with you. Wow. Make me some money, for God's sake. <laughs> wonderful. Yeah, I'm I'm enjoying the, the 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 three songs. I think they're all wonderfully done. I mean, uh, just you know, and like I said, I have it in my head. I keep playing that song over and over again. Essential Heights. <laughs> That's a great yeah. beat. It's just really a. It's just yes, just the lyrics itself is just wonderful. Yeah, and, and of course, a big shout out to uh, to Shauna, a shameless promotion PR. Oh, she's amazing. Yeah, uh, everybody loves Shauna. Yeah, she's yeah. she is, and um. She's got a lot. I was actually recommended her by Mark from Ride. He oh. said, "Get Shauna on board." He said, "She's like a dog with a bone. She'll she'll just <laughs> she bulldoze is. her way through the <laughs> through the media for you." So, and she has. You know, I've got some great opportunities. You know, like this one. So, thank you, Shauna. Mwah! So, uh, any plans for um, live live shows or anything like that down the road? Yes. I mean, like I say, it's not something I go out looking for. I know um, you mentioned. I just find it, it's, it's not so much the gig itself, it's the worrying about it beforehand. Um, but I've got a gig in April, which is just a, a local one. And we're going to stick some covers in as well. It's We're playing for the whole night. So we're, although I've got enough material for two full sets and more, um, it, we're going to stick some covers in that we'll do in our own particular yeah. way. Uh, like, for example, we do a version of Song 2, but just acoustic guitar and kind of jazzy. Um, and then I'm playing, I'm just going to play a few songs at the tribute at the Eel Pie Club. Um, and uh, hopefully a couple of the Yardbirds are, are coming to that to play some songs as well. Oh, okay. Wow. Um, other than that, uh, I think, there's a possibility of a, a couple of festivals in the summer. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm getting there gradually with the live stuff. It's a little bit late in life. <laughs> no, it's okay. Like you said, um, it was divine timing. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Mm -hmm. I, I think had I made a huge success in my 20s, I probably would have turned into Amy Winehouse. And <laughs> I think I needed that time to to well I haven't even grown up yet but I, I think yeah there, there was part of me that used to really regret not playing live sooner not not having more confidence sooner but you, you can't regret things like that like you say mm -hmm. so but you've been playing the, the the piano for a long time right yeah I started when I was seven started oh. lessons and immediately started coming into my my next lesson and my piano teacher, Mrs. Tennant, I remember her. Uh, and I would say, well, I haven't learned this piece, but look, I can play Moonlight Sonata by ear. And she'd say, oh my gosh. And and then I would say, oh, and I've made up this tune. She said, you're going to be a songwriter. You're not, you're never going to be a concert pianist. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I've, I've played for a long time. However, I wouldn't, I, I'm not the greatest pianist, I have to say. I play in my own particular way, mm. but um, I know. Do you play the guitar as well? Yeah, um, not. I'm just a strummer on guitar, and in fact, I, I've got tiny hands, and so I I actually play a baritone ukulele, which is tuned yeah, the yeah, same yeah. to guitar. I read that. Yeah. So yeah, yeah it's it's much There's easier to. to it's, yeah, it's, it's, much, it's much easier to to grip a a, a ukulele. Yeah, that's yeah. why there's um 
I mean, we have that here, you know? Yeah. Well, you can hear, I think, um, that when I started to sort of pick up a bit more guitar and use it to write songs, you can hear when I've written a song on the guitar because it's just bouncier. So I tend to, if I'm going to write a folky kind of jiggy type thing, I'll pick up the guitar. And if it's going to be a melancholy, floaty thing, it'll be on piano. So. Oh. Well, you're a wonderful songwriter Thank as you. well. And I'm, I'm so grateful. You. I'm so thank you for coming on the show. And if people want to, uh, you know, look up your music, they can always go to your, um, what's the best way? They said the Bandcamp page. Well, Bandcamp is obviously amazing because I actually see a little bit of money coming from that. And my my fans, I don't have a huge, you know, I've, I've got a lovely group of really loyal fans. And they're all, a, a lot of them are ride fans. They're people I've met through the, the ride fam family kind of thing and they're all so supportive so Bandcamp, um but also spotify youtube apple music itunes and you can find my three albums under laney kaleido and and then the three new singles with caramelian yeah. so all right well if you're listening on the on my youtube channel please like subscribe and share speaking with Lainey Kaleido from the Caramelians. Such an honor to have you in the show. Um, anything else? Um, anything else we uh, you want to mention or? Oh gosh, um, no. I, I think I, I've waffled on way too much. We could carry <laughs> on talking about trees, though. <laughs> no, I I like the tree part. Yeah, that that explains a lot. But um, no, just just really just to say a big thank you to people who actually get in touch and say your song really meant something to me that's that's what it's all about it's not about making money it's about making a little mark on the world before i yeah go. i feel like your 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 music can definitely reach out to uh, so many people that can relate to you yeah. know to someone ascending yeah <laughs> just loving somebody so much yeah thank you yeah. so so thank you for putting that out and uh i'm looking forward to playing this interview as well Cool. All right, my lovely. All right, thank you, thank you, Lainey, for being there. Yeah, save. Okay, thank then. you for having me and save up those air miles. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. One moment. Okay. Dark aloha. <laughs> <laughs>